What a week. Monday morning, we woke up to a yellow sky. The Gobi Desert decided to relocate to Beijing for the day anyway. The next day was blue skies again. On Monday, I also talked to Josh Cotterell. His project, Axis Neptune, released a new album in February. It's called Reasons. Tomorrow, I'm talking to Sojin Bae. She's a Korean jazz musician. She's released a new album. I'm not exactly sure when that interview is going to come out, but likely sometime in April. And next week, I am talking to best-selling author Edward Rutherford. It's, it's funny, when I was researching Edward Rutherford, I, I picked up one of his books, Ruska, and as I was reading it, I realized I'd, I'd read it before. I'd read it in high school. So he's someone who's been in my life for, for a long time. I'm digging into his new epic novel, China, right now. It's long, it's entertaining, it's engrossing. Um, looking forward to talking to him about it. Um, so look for that interview next Friday. But first, here is my interview with Josh Cotterell, a.k.a. Axis Neptune. Josh Cotterell, the force behind Axis Neptune. He released his new album, Reasons, earlier this year, and he's here to talk to me about it. Uh, we are speaking in the middle of a sandstorm, the worst one Beijing has seen in years, and if you hear the wind howling behind me, that's because it is. Uh, the PMI is over 2,000, which is pretty high. Um, thanks for coming over in these conditions. It's as bad as I've ever seen it. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, so should I call you Josh, or would you rather be known as Axis Neptune? Well, you can call me Josh, I think. Um, I have been called that before uh, when I did an interview. But the thing is now is that I've recently built a band. And so less and less, don't think I can call myself that. I feel like it's become a band recently um, rather than an individual. Um, it's a bit complicated right now, but... Yeah, you can call me Josh. You say that you locked yourself up in a room for five months to produce your debut solo record. Was that entirely during the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was when I came back from the UK. So I went back to the UK um, last February, February 2020. And when I was back there, it was before the pandemic had really hit the West. And everyone was telling me, don't go back to China there's a pandemic there, and then we all know what happened. Uh, I decided to come back here, um, and then uh, I was fine. But I think if I'd have stayed in the UK for another week, I would have still been there. And then uh, I had to quarantine for about a week, and everything was closed anyway. So I just decided to start recording. And yeah, and then after five months, I was done. A lot of the songs on the album, to me, it seemed like they were about connections and about relationships how did the pandemic affect your relationships i ended up losing a relationship uh during the recording process um and uh it wasn't so dramatic in that moment but i was just so obsessed with it uh so obsessed with making music and learning how to make music on, on the go really it's the first solo um project that i ever did um and 
So yeah, a lot of it was about a particular relationship and relationship with my hometown. Um, mm. <laughs> so the debut Heavy. single, yeah, it's, it is actually, and it leads to the next question actually, because you know the debut single from the album is is Cherry Red, which honestly has been in my head basically since I since I heard it. It's it's really catchy. Thank you. Um, but you know when you dig further, the the song's kind of violent. It's yeah. it's a little menacing. Like the chorus, you know, shoot me down, put a hole in my head, and I think I've got this right. Bite blood on a summer murder cherry red. Bad blood. Bad blood. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Bad blood okay. on a summer murder cherry red. And I thought, okay, he's he's working through some issues. <laughs> In a very, very oh, healthy, yeah. a very healthy way. Um, <laughs> so tell me, tell me about this song. Well, that song, I had just this feeling, uh, this memory of a previous relationship when I was a, you know, a bit stupid. Um, I've always been, I've always had my heart on my sleeve. I just can't help it. And uh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, you know, fell in love with someone who I probably shouldn't have and uh, it all went terribly wrong. And I was thinking like, damn, you know, when you fall in love, like, it's like, it's almost like death. And uh, sometimes, you know, it shouldn't be, but it can be. And so I was like, well, I started thinking about this story of where, you know, I'm in this world where instead of telling someone you love them, um, or if you do tell them that you love them, you say, I love you, then it means that you have to die. Um, and we kind of tried to show that in the music video. Um, and so that's what happens. You know, I say, I love you like I'm proposing. But if you accept, then it means you got to kill me. Uh, so that's the story of Cherry Red. It's a very short song. So. So the new album is a is a solo album. It's your first solo album. Yeah. But before that, and I'm so excited to be able to, you know, use my Armenian pronunciation skills because you because you worked with Levon Barhordarian. <laughs> I'm not laughing at his friend. name. I just I don't know if he if uh, because uh, Levon is from the same hometown as me, which is Scarborough in the northeast of England. So he has you know, a Northern accent, or he did, I don't know, like me. But um, I guess, I, I, I don't want to get this right, his family, um, a lot of his family are Armenian. Um, but I've always just pronounced it Barkordarian. But you maybe you pronounced it right. I'll have to ask him. I've never heard anyone say it like that before. <laughs> well, if I, if I mispronounce it, I think my, uh, you know, members of my family would sort of you know, slap me. Um, you my are, background um, is Armenian. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, so, so this is why I'm excited to pronounce it. So, so you know, he was in your previous band, um, Honey Hotel. So, how was the process of, of writing and recording music on your own different than collaborating with another artist? Um, well, when I was in Honey Hotel, I didn't really, I knew nothing about production, uh, hardly anything at all. I've, of course, I dabbled in it, but I. Ha- 
so he always took care of that side of things. Um, if there was anything electronic, beats, like synths, drums, he would do that. And um, I would do all the live instruments and all the vocals and, you know, uh, some a lot of the song structures and stuff like that. Um, so in many ways, it was easier and it was more liberating for me uh, because I could focus on that side of things, on vocals and guitar and bass. But um, working alone, uh, I, in many ways also, I just found it um, a little bit limiting um, because I think... I mean, I think he'd agree with me. Like I am way, way more serious and passionate about doing this. You know, um, he's he's a real talented guy, but uh, he's he's got a lot of other stuff going on as well. And uh, then I came back and I tried to, we tried to keep the project going remotely while I was in Beijing and he's in London. Uh, when I was living in London, obviously we were together, um, but it's hard. It's hard to do that and for so many reasons not just the time difference and stuff like that. It's just, you know, meeting up and having that chemistry. It just, it just was difficult. And I was like, right, I need to learn how to produce. Like I've got, I've got all the ideas, like I've got them running through my head. I know what sounds good. I just need to learn how to, how to execute it. And so I just started and the album actually, you can hear that some songs, like if I played them, the ones that I recorded at the beginning and the ones I recorded last, um, although they're not in that order on the album, but I could tell you that then uh, you will see a serious difference. Not not necessarily in the quality, just like, for example, Cherry Red's the first song and the production on that is really simple. You know, it's just a straight drum going through it um, and a guitar and a bass and some little bits on the top and a guitar solo and that's it, you know, anyone could really make that. But then the, I'm not saying by, by no means is the last one I recorded uh, some sort of like, uh, a piece of genius uh, from a production standpoint but it's definitely a lot you know I knew what I was doing yeah by that point watching music videos um, and the three that I've seen look and sound really good um, thank you you know the technology needed to create professional sounding music and professional looking video is is more accessible than it's ever been but you still need to commit time right to to learn how to operate these tools it's this mix of being a technician and being an artist and and what that tells me what the quality of your work tells me is that you take your art really seriously um, it's not just fun. It's something that's that's meaningful to you. So a couple of questions based on that on that premise, one about being a technician and one about being an artist. So um, as an independent artist, do you think being fluent with with every aspect of the production process, the microphone software, understanding the acoustics of a room um, and also like how to operate a camera, understanding how to edit? Is that just table stakes right now? Um, do you just have to assume that if you're working independently, you need to you know, excel at pretty much every aspect of production and post-production? I think that you don't necessarily need to excel uh, in every aspect, but what you do need is to have an appreciation for quality in every aspect and then find people that you trust that can execute it. For example, 
Um, I have someone that I trust a lot who helps me with my mixing and mastering um, it, back in London. And I trust him so much that I will spend a lot of time over Zoom where both of us by the end of it are exhausted mixing and mastering together. Um, and with videography, like I am a huge film fan. Like I, I have, when I was, when I was a kid, I, I was doing a lot more acting than uh, music when I was a really little kid. And um, I'm obsessed with film and I have a lot of friends who work in film. And so uh, I have an appreciation. I can look at some it and be like, yeah, that's that's what we need you know um and then i just find people that i trust and you know just holding yourself to a really high standard there's like you say you know we we all have the tools uh that we need to do this um and you know when i was making this album i was listening to bands back home in the uk that i really respect and i'm like how can i get my drums to hit like that and sound good and how can i get the song to sound good on any speaker. And when I hear it on the radio or in a car or something like this, how can I get it like that? And I knew that I need someone who, because I can mix a bit, but I I want someone to do that properly, you know? Um, And not just do it properly, but I need to have a relationship with that person. I need to have a good working relationship with them. And um, some of the videos I did myself um, and Cherry Red, as you can imagine, I did not do that all alone, as you can probably see. Um, but yeah, so that's how I feel about it. I don't think you need to excel in every aspect, but you have to have an appreciation for, you know, that level um, and then find the right people. So the second part of that question is just as an, as an artist in Beijing, right? You're culturally, you're far, far from London and New York and LA, especially now. Uh, how much, how much harder do you need to work here to assert yourself as an artist? It's a weird one because of the pandemic. Honestly, I know that's such old news, but it is weird. Um, it's kind of shifted the whole industry into a cloud online, whereby it doesn't really matter where you are as much. Um, I think that. In some ways, it's easier. Some ways, it's more difficult. Um, I have been trying really to like assert myself in the UK um, as much as if, uh, uh, if not more than in Beijing. So, so you grew up in Yorkshire, yep. in the UK. Uh, have you, you been? Said, I've never been to the UK. Ah, uh-huh. no, I've never been to Canada. Well. Um, <laughs> nobody's perfect. Uh, you, you say that your parents were huge influences in, in, yeah. in you musically. Uh, your dad's a rock guitarist, uh, for example. You know, my dad uh, is an amazing guitarist. He actually uh, uh, teaches at a university in York. He does not teach music. Um, he teaches uh, business and management or something like that. Um, yeah, sorry, dad. Uh, I, uh, I can't remember. But uh, he's an incredible guitar player, although he will... He will forever say that uh he's not but he's he's amazing you know he's he's such a good musician and he had a huge influence on me of course you know i just grew up watching him play in his band they'd just be playing in our little kitchen playing really loud and uh of course you know that's gonna have an effect on you when you're a little kid um yeah what what did they play they were kind of like alternative rock i guess i would say 
But like in the late 90s, early noughties, um, probably late 90s when I remember them playing, I can remember them playing, you know, some some Bowie sort of stuff, like Rebel Rebel. I always remember them playing that song. And the Lars, There She Goes, you know that song? Yeah, it's a beautiful song, you know? I guess we could call that kind of pop rock, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And some Brit rock and stuff like that, but less so kind of oasis stuff, more melodic stuff. And I think that's where I get my style from a bit uh, is um, there's a bit of rock in there, I guess, but uh, I always love the melodic stuff. And then um, the band that my dad really introduced me to or that I heard and he loved as well was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, that band was is definitely, and especially the guitarist, John Frusciante, is, is definitely the reason that I played guitar every day for hours from the first moment I got one, um, is because of that album, by the way, that came out in 2002, I think. Uh, I learned every Red Hot Chili Peppers song on the guitar. Um, yeah. I, did, I wasn't sure if I wanted to ask this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. And How do you describe your music? Yeah, I, I always get that asked that question. I knew you would. That's why I didn't want to ask it. No, no, it's fine. Yeah. But I'm, tr- I'm kind of learning how to say it. I, my, I, I make pop music. Yeah. Straight up, it's pop music. You know, it's not necess- It's not. It's not chart pop music. You know, you won't hear me getting played alongside Justin Bieber. Maybe one day. Um, uh, but it's pop music for sure. I think it's just straight up. It's, it's like alternative pop. That's the best way I can describe it. There's a lot of different elements in it, but the structures are simple. Um, the drums, there's some like hip hop elements in them for sure. Um, but the structures and the melodies, I, I use I use a lot of jazz chords in them, but still it's simple, you know, and I, I like that. Uh, that's that's how I, I like to make music. I, I, I just want to create, I want to create a real strong vibe in them. I want to groove as well a bit. So, yeah, pop music. Yeah, I'm embracing it now. Well, I was definitely grooving to the music. It's not a very <laughs> yeah. sight that, you know, most people want to see, but I was I want to see that. in here grooving. What are you, what are you working on right now? We're working on the, the next album. Um, I'm writing it and I want to get other musicians to play on it uh, this time. Um, but I, I still want to have the same creative process on my own, uh, but then we're going to take it into the studio and just make bigger sounds. I want the sounds to be bigger. Yeah. So yeah, this year we'll be done with that. So Josh Cotterell is Axis Neptune. You can find the album Reasons on Apple Music and Spotify. You can find and, it anywhere you like. And anywhere yeah. you like. So thanks so much for talking to me. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. That was Josh Cotterell. The project is Axis Neptune. The album is Reasons. I love that conversation. Despite my long-winded questions, that was fun. Stay tuned next week. I talk to best-selling writer Edward Rutherford. He's in New York. I'm in Beijing. We'll make it work. Talk to you then.